6: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Big Blue Kickoff live here on Giants.com. This is Thursday's edition. I'm Paul Tatino. He is former Giants linebacker Jonathan Casillas, and we will be here for the next hour to talk Giants football as well as maybe some general topics around the National Football League. Our number is 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Don't be shy. Try to dial us up. If you can't, you can always go to Twitter, hashtag GiantsChat, and we'll see if you can get to your comments there. And as always, this program is available in the Giants Archive at Giants.com slash podcasts and all of your favorite uh, podcast platforms. Jonathan, it's great to see you this morning. Uh, welcome. I know this is my first show with you since you've joined our team. We're glad to have you. I do think the team is on the way up, and it's a good time to uh, jump aboard. Yeah, man, it's good to be here. But this is not our first time together, Paul. We've done plenty of We've things done, together over the years. But not this is. show. Not this show. This is not the first this time. show.
4: We're going to switch it up a
6: little bit today, That's right? That's it. That's it. A little <laughs> different formation. Like yes, Wig Martindale and his schemes all the time. Yeah, man. As varied as they are. Uh, all right. So the Giants play the Chicago Bears, two teams that are 2-1 coming up on Sunday. So before we get to the calls, I'd like to go through a few things with you that need to be cleaned up after the loss to Dallas the other night in prime time. Because it just seemed to me, and I had this conversation yesterday on the show, John and and Russ were with me, and I still think the Giants did more to self-destruct in that game. As Tom Coughlin used to say, more games are lost than they are won. I thought that was the case with the Giants on Monday night. Specifically, how they defended the run. Uh, Their special teams got very sloppy. Uh, Eight penalties, five drop passes, Uh, your general overview of of what you took out of that game. Well, I think you hit it right on the
4: head. Look, you know, uh, it's too early to determine if the Giants are a good team or a bad team. You know, you got the later half of the season, that that decides that. But good teams always find a way to win games and bad teams always find a way to lose games. You know, and hopefully that's not, you know, going to repeat itself week in and week out. But that's what I'm saying. As the season goes on, they're, all the games are going to be close. Most of them, at least, anyway. Like 80, 85 90% of the games are going to be close, especially with the Giants. The good teams always find a way to get it done at the end. You know, being mentally uh, mistake-free, you know, no mental errors, um, keeping their water, not getting a lot of penalties, self-inflicted penalties, um, and playing good football later in games. Because, you know, the first half is one thing, and the second half is a whole other thing, and the fourth quarter is a whole other thing as well. We want to look for guys who can finish these games, coaches that can keep their head and call good plays at the end of the game, you know, and and that's what's going to term, determine to see if we have a good team in front of us
6: or not. Now, what's disappointing, I think, here for many of the Giants fans is that uh, they had the lead in the second half. And then, of course, Dallas, they had gone on that three consecutive possessions where they scored. And before you knew it, it was twenty-three, thirteen. Giants are now down by two scores. And now they got to come and crawl them back very late in the game. In the previous two weeks, the Giants had won the fourth quarter. Right. And I think that's what got people kind of uh, agita. Maybe G- gave people agita because this was the first time this year that we've seen them fall in the fourth quarter instead of come out ahead.
4: Yeah, and that's discouraging. You know, you want to see a team finish, especially at home, especially against a rival like Dallas. And I was at the game. I was up in the press box that I was sitting in the stands. Man, Dallas, man, they're everywhere. The Dallas fans is everywhere, man. And you want a team to, to send those guys home sad, not us leaving the stadium sad. We want to send those fans home sad because we don't like Dallas fans. You know, we just don't like them. We don't like them in our stadium. We just don't, you know. And most of our family members were composed of several Cowboys fans. You know, that's just what it is. They're everywhere, you know. Um, you know, but you want to see a team finish. You want to see a team finish the game, finish quarters, finish halves. And that's one thing I was I was asking right before the half. Why are we not going for points right before the, the second quarter? Why are we not going and trying to score when we had time and two timeouts? We had over a minute and a half left with two time. Matter of fact, it was over two minutes left. And we didn't do a play before the, the two-minute warning. And I was sitting there like, why are we not trying to score? We have Matter of fact, we had three timeouts, including the two-minute warning, and we didn't even run a play before the two-minute warning. We let that go out, and we didn't use it. And then we tried to make something happen at the end. We have to score points at every single time we have a chance to score points because these games are decided by a few points, every single one of them, and then you put yourself back. When you had an opportunity, it's too late at the end of the game. You can't get those, those plays back, you know?
6: Now, it doesn't matter what part of the game you're talking about. If you don't stop the run, you've got yourself a problem. So Dallas runs for over 160 yards, or 170 yards in the game. We're now looking at a Bears team that will play the Giants, and they're coming in averaging uh, 35 rushes per game, okay? 35 rushes per game uh, for over 150-something yards, actually 170 yards. They ran for 280 yards last week against Houston. What do you think they're going to do, Jonathan?
4: Um, (laughs) They're going to run the ball. (laughs) um,
1: They're going to run the ball.
4: (laughs) They're averaging 186 rushing yards. They're second in the league. And the guy that started the year is not the guy that's running now. And people are saying he might be better. Khalil Herbert, I think his name is. Yeah,
6: Montgomery uh, injured his ankle. Yeah,
4: he's he's and he's toting that thing, you know? But, hey, look. Look at us on our side. We got 26 back, and he's back. He looks good. He looks explosive. And that was a question that I had leading to the year, and I had concerns not just for him and the Giants, but for him and his future in general. I'm like, man. If Saquon doesn't have that confidence that he had in his first year, we're not going to see the same guy. Not only we see the same guy; he might even be better than his rookie year. You know, he's a tremendous With experience. Oh man! But look, it's the confidence that he has now, and in, in his legs, in his, in his, in his, you know, past injuries that he's had, he's back, and he looks more explosive. You know, and which people don't come back from lower body injuries more explosive. He looks more explosive. He does. He, he does. looks so
6: confident. Oh, man, he looks so good. I think so he good. trusts his line a little more, too. Even yeah. though it's not a finished product. Right, right. I think he trusts his blocking a little bit more and it allows him to be more
4: assertive. Yeah, I agree with that, too. You know, look, look, we're both teams, you know, the 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 Bears and the Giants, we're both going to have that ball. We're both going to run the ball. You know, we're probably going to run the ball at least 35 times, you know. We'll see. And but the Bears they're averaging 15 pass attempts a game. <laughs> Like, I saw that stat, I'm like, that can't, that that's not real. That's just one week, right? That's just one week, like a fluke week. Justin Fields had played three games. He's 23 of 45. That's an easy math yeah. right there. Yeah. That's over, a little over seven
6: completions a game. That is horrible, Paul. Yeah. We cannot lose to these guys. I'm, we can't. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. All right, so let me ask you this. Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, just got off the podium a little while ago. And he said, you know, if your middle linebacker is slow, your defense is slow. I need guys who can run and hit at that position. Uh, Tay Crowder has had a bit of a poor start, to be frank. Uh, Austin Kalitro has had his share of, of misplays. Um, to be frank, uh, McFadden, Michael McFadden, the rookie, is a rookie for a reason yep. because he's green. Jalen Smith is on the practice squad. And the possibility of him being activated is certainly very intriguing. Wink Martindale said at some point he's going to get in there. I wonder if it might not be a bad idea to play him this week.
4: Well, you know what? He's had success in this league. You know, he's a former Cowboy, former Giant. You know, he knows how to play in this division, he knows how to play against the run. You know,
6: but I don't, when was the last time he actually played football, though? Well, the end of last season when the Giants had him, and then uh, he did not come back and has been sitting out there until the Giants brought him back into the building last week.
4: Right. So he has fresh legs, but his mind and his football IQ – look, I'm not saying it's not high or whatever, but if you haven't done it in a while, you know, Mm -hmm. if you haven't done OTAs, if you haven't done training camp, and it's week four and you haven't played yet, you're going to be rusty. I don't care if his legs are fresh. If he's feeling the best he's ever felt, he's going to be a little rusty. When you're rusty, you're a little bit slow. And when they're running the ball 35, 40 times a game, which I'm sure the Bears game plan is going to be something similar to that, run the ball 40 times, you can't be late to these run plays. Because these running backs in the NFL, they're going to break every single time they have a little bit of crease, a little bit of air, just like we saw last week with Pollard. Somebody Mm -hmm. was in the wrong gap, he's gone for 40-something, 50 yards. Mm -hmm. You know, and these backs are too good to give him any type of separation or any type of space. And we have to be on point with the front seven. And Leo being out, Leonard Williams being out is huge for us in terms of stopping the run. Because when you start, when you play middle linebacker, you start getting accustomed to who's in front of you, what they do to certain type of blocks. And you can play a lot faster when you're very – Uh, secure about what they're doing in front of you. So I wouldn't put all the blame on the linebackers. It has a lot to do with the people that's playing in front of him, in front of them, excuse me. And if those pieces are changing or the piece that's there is not the same piece that's been there, that's been doing what they supposed to been doing, like that all has a trickle down effect, you know, from all the way from the front, all the way to the back end, to
6: the the safety. We don't know if Leonard Williams is gonna make it back this week. Uh, Coming off a sprained knee, he's already missed one game. If he does not play, Jonathan, it's not good enough to throw your hands up and say, well, we just don't have our big cat. Right. Uh, We still got to find a way to plug it. Now, what you're talking about I think is interesting because running backs need to trust their blockers to be assertive and hit the hole that they believe is going to be there. Linebackers need to know that their guys up front are going to take on the blocks they need to take on so that you can fill the gap. It's it's really the same thing just on the other side of the coin, right? It is hundred percent. And and you see you
4: see guys that have success that's been in the same system for a while with the same type of D linemen over and over and over again. And then as the year goes on, just like any running back, you get better once the guys in front of you get better. You know, there's not linebackers in this league that's making plays without a good
6: defensive line. It's not happening. So what what is the most realistic, optimistic way? that the Giants can handle this, given that they've had a a new mixture of players on that line and in that interior linebacking core. If they don't have the proper chemistry and the trust, they just have to make plays? They just have to win their battles? Is that it?
4: Yeah, of course, though. That's what it always comes down to, winning those one-on-one battles. And you got to win them time in and time out. Like I said earlier, these running backs, they're too good to give them a little bit of space and think they're not going to see it. They're going to see every single little hole that you give them. And they're going to hit it. And look, these dudes want to get paid. Every single one of these players want to get paid. And you better believe if they get a little bit of space, they are out of there, man. And we have to play assignment sound football on defense. Because we're going to give, basically, we're going to put as many people in the box as possible, most likely. That's what any defensive coordinator would do when you have a team that's only passing the ball 15 times a game. And when you're passing the ball, they're less than 50% completion percentage anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's load the box up and see if this quarterback can beat us. And on the other side, it's kind of the same thing. The same premise is like, we got a good running back we're facing in, in 26 and in, in, in Barkley. Let's crowd the box up, and let's see if we can let this quarterback beat us. So there's going to be opportunities on both sides to make plays in the passing game, for sure. But let's see if who can make the most plays in the passing game.
6: Now, Dallas is a very heavy stunting and twisting team, and they ran so many of those things. Gave the Giants' interior line a lot of trouble. Giants also had misblocking assignments on the edge where the tight ends were supposed to help out and didn't, and so the Giants gave up five sacks. Chicago does not present the same pass rush that Dallas did, so I don't expect the Giants' offensive line to have as many difficulties as they did last week. Therefore, I do believe Barkley will do what he needs to do, and I think that Jones is going to be okay. So I'm not going to ask you for a fix there because I just don't think the level of competition is going to give the Giants as much trouble. Fair?
4: Uh, yeah, at the same time, look, you gotta you gotta stack these days up you know with each other and what you can't do is allow uh, this the last game to roll into this game. That's for sure, you know and you, they always use the term short-term memory. That has a lot to do with every single play, but at the same time you have to remember what happened so it doesn't happen again. you know, but then you can't let that play affect you to the next play. Same thing with the games. You can't allow last game to affect the next game. But you have to learn from the last game because if you got your butt whooped a couple of times, you better know how you got your butt whooped because everybody else saw you get your butt whooped. It's on tape. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to do the same thing and and some type of counter move to it or whatever. So, look, I look, I'm, I'm very, look, I'm very upbeat about this Giants team. I mm-hmm. feel the energy is different in the building. Like, like it's like it hasn't been like this for a few years. And I feel, I feel like this is a very winnable game. Last week, it was it was winnable, but not very winnable. I feel like this, this game is very winnable for us. And we can showcase some things. And Daniel Jones, I think, can make some plays on the offense.
1: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
6: All right, let's get to some calls. You ready? Let's do it. All right, Scott, in New Mexico, you are on line one on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hello. Hi, guys.
7: Uh, listening to the conversation, it, uh, it was uh, very informative on, both, on all the points. But I want to talk about yesterday's broadcast, Paul, because I thought you sort of got unfairly lambasted. Uh, <laughs> and you had an excellent point that I think was being overlooked. <laughs> And uh, I know Dallas over- outplayed them, but by the same token, I think you had a very valid point in saying that the Giants lost the game. And there are reasons why I'm saying this. You had talked about uh, uh, some of the mistakes they were making, but they were caused, they were self inflicted, and not something Dallas caused. And I think the difference in the game is not anything that was addressed uh yet. Uh and I wanted to say if if you would agree. The Giants were up thirteen to six. Right. They just scored. And I turned to a buddy of mine, we were watching the game together, because as you know, we I have an investment in the Giants this year. Uh so I turned to him and I said, if the Giants stop Dallas on this drive, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to win this game. So what happened?
0: The, uh, Three straight Dallas, Dallas scoring drives is what right happened. Right after
7: that touchdown. Yes. And I turned to my buddy and said, this game is over because all the momentum now is on Dallas's side. Hmm. Had they stopped them there, and I have to fault Wink Martindale for that uh, because he didn't call some of the defenses I thought he was going to do, and they just literally marched down the field, and that's why the Giants, I, in my opinion, lost that game. So I thought the points you were making were feral, albeit some of the points, uh, they were outplayed. But I think that one drive turned the whole game all around. I was curious what you think about that. But more importantly, coming into this next game, we all know how Evan Neal had just about one of the worst games you could have as a defensive end. So far as the chips, the guy that was next to – uh, Evan Neal was, I think, Bellinger, and if you look at the game, I just looked at the game again, mm-hmm. and if you notice, he didn't even—he wasn't even able to get his shoulder to chip, because Demarcus Lawrence was so fast and has taken an angle, as opposed to going straight at.
6: I'm I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out here, bit Scott. I'm going to help you out just a bit. Neil got beat on two speed rush moves off the edge where he just flat out got beat because of the speed of the the edge rusher. But there were two other times where the tight end, and I double check this, okay, so I know this is a fact the tight end was there to chip. And neither time did the tight end even bother to look Mm. at the edge rusher for no explicable reason for no explicable reason, and Neil thought he was getting help, and all of a sudden, Lawrence is coming at him, or Armstrong, I forget on, on the two, two rushes who it was, the sure. guy's coming at him, he's thinking he's got help over his shoulder, and there's nobody home. Yeah.
7: Jonathan, as right. a but, linebacker, but play, you love
6: seeing that, don't you? Yeah, for sure.
7: The play I'm talking about is where they had the chip set up, and Lawrence went too fast and angled himself too get to um, Jones, and there was no way that Bellinger could actually put his shoulder into him. He slid, he slid over, but he couldn't get his, you know, you, you want to get as much of your body in front of the player as possible, he could only get his shoulder pad, and literally that's how uh, that guy... <laughs>
6: Got to, got to. Scott, uh, I'm not going to um, pick that apart with you because I don't have the video in front of me. But I sure, did study I the do. video. I'm looking at i looking I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> at I, no, no, 20, I understand that. But you know, Paul,
4: he's breaking down film right now yeah, in front yeah, of him. Yeah, and, and, right. he's got look, look, and he's got coach stable with him. Look, let's let's be real. Let's be real with this. The the NFL sure. is all about all about one on one matchups. Correct. People people think when you say that it's all about the receivers in the corners. No, it's all I over agree. the field, especially when we talk about in the trenches. Now look, Evan Neal. He's young. Yeah, he's young. You know, we'll we'll give him we'll give him this game. He's got to, he has to improve, and we will see if he makes that improvement or if he does not.
7: Because so there's two options also with that uh, Johnson. Mm-hmm. The the other thing you can do with Neal because he's having problems with speed rushers in college in his freshman year he played guard the entire season. And there's a possibility you might be able to move him to guard if he continues. Scott, to Scott, circle.
6: Scott, this is where we're going to have to end this call because you're getting crazy. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Have a great day. <laughs> <Getting crazy. laughs> Evan Neal is a high first round draft pick who's going to start at right tackle for yes, this team for a very long yes, time. Yes, he is. Don't think about He's not Eric Flowers. He's not moving to guard.
4: But he's not moving to guard week four. He's not doing that week four. You do that in training camp and see how he does. You're not going to see how he does against the like we're, we're not that's not going
6: to Technique happen. wise let me ask you this yeah. you're an outside linebacker and you're going to come on the rush I do think that Evan Neal as a rookie was too passive there were times when he was so concerned with Lawrence's speed rush that I think he was already backing up and being very passive and receiving the rush yep. instead of taking his block to the defender which yeah. you've got to be aggressive. Bobby Johnson, the coach, is asking for that all the time. Yeah, man, when
4: I watched the game, I, I, I think I asked you and a couple other people, I was like, did he just get beat by the same exact move two times? Did that, yeah. that happen? Yeah. Did I just see that? Look, you have to, like, early what I said, the short-term He's memory. But remember the short-term memory. People's was like, oh, you got to have short-term memory. But, I, yeah, you need to forget what happened, <laughs> but you should remember what happened, too. Don't get beat by the same move, bro. Come on, man. People take that short-term memory stuff a little too literal. It's like, yeah, I, just, I forgot about the play. It's behind me. You better remember that dang move that he hit you with because it's coming back. It's coming back. Especially, coming if, back. especially
6: if, if he beats you a second time, you're going to see it a third time.
4: <laughs> From everybody. Now, you know, I know our our viewers, I know they watch games. I know they watch games. But look, everybody's watching film all the time throughout the league. Everybody's seen... What happened this past Monday? Everybody's seen this film. So they're circling things that Evan Neal's not good at. They're circling things that the Giants can't protect against. And they're going to run it over and over and over again. We're going to see it all year. So I don't care if we're chipping him or not. He's going to be one-on-one a lot of times, if not most of the time. And he has to do his job. That's what it comes down to. He has to hold up. You're a high-round draft pick. Everybody's expecting you to do your thing. And doing your thing means not giving up multiple sacks a game.
6: Yeah, he's been thrown into the deep end of the pool because they don't have a choice, right? He's got to start, got to. And, and he, so you and need better to swim. play better. You need he, to swim. Better swim, like <laughs> Dury said, just keep swimming. That's it. We go to line two, and Mike in Oakland, you are next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hello.
3: Hey, great to be on. Thank um, you, sir. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit in a different direction. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about expectations um, because you know we we've played three games and I and and I understand you know I I wake up and I go to sleep um, singing beat Dallas. So you know I, obviously I wanted them to win that game, but the truth was what I really wanted was them to be competitive in this game, and they were competitive. And so you know I take that loss um, with that grain of salt. And, and I would remind everybody, this is a four-win team last year. And, you know, Dallas had a top-five offense, top-five defense. They went 12-5. and five. So when I circled this game, you know, this was not an expected win. And what I wanted to see was don't get outclassed, don't get embarrassed. And um, I saw a lot of good. And, number one, I think our coaching staff has given us a chance to win every game.
6: Okay, I think that's fair enough. Uh, but let me ask you this, Jonathan. Even though you know that you don't have a Super Bowl contending roster from the get-go, as an athlete, as someone who is working hard, sweating and bleeding and doing everything that you've got to do to get better each and every day to trust the process, you also can't sell yourself short, can you?
4: No, absolutely not. Look, you know, and I like his his uh, his optimism about this loss that we just had. You know, a lot of people they lose and they write, they write them off right away. He's being positive. I like that energy. But like, like uh, Paul said, they didn't finish well. They had some self-inflicted errors and mistakes that that cost them to lose the game. Like you said, Dallas didn't go out and win the game. I mean, they 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 made some plays late in the game. They did some good throws they by did. that. And but
6: Lamb put, missed a potential touchdown pass right, right in his hands. Right, I get that. They,
4: they definitely they definitely made the plays to win the game. But what I would like to see, I'm, I wasn't too enthusiastic about it because they didn't finish well. You know, anything that I do, I got a, I got an 11 year old daughter, I want her to finish well. I want her to play well towards the end. You know, be focused enough, you know, be composed enough, I think that's the right word, composed enough mm-hmm. to finish strong no matter what happens to you during the game. Evan Neal, you give up two sacks early, hold it down at the end of the game and on that last drive you play the best football you ever played in your life. That's the type of people we need. And as of right now, I'm still questioning that. I don't know if they have that, the roster yet. But if we don't have a Super Bowl winning roster, we want a roster of full of fighters. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if we got a roster full of fighters. This last week, I don't think it showed that the roster's full of fighters. We got some, not all.
6: I think some guys want out. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Well, they always say you can be short on talent, but be short on effort. Not good. Yeah, man, you can't teach you effort either. Can't. Can't, can't. teach it. You, you either can't. got it in you or you don't. You got to have you got to have it. So, um, you know, coaches as they're trying to get a team on the right track, they will always say I need to see maximum effort all the time because that's the one thing you can control. 100%. You know? 100%. And to be honest, special teams is a lot of effort. Yeah. And 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 they got they got sloppy the other yeah. day. Yeah.
4: And look, we And have, it hurt. Let me tell you something. The the Giants, Saquon, right? Saquon is one of the better players in the league, especially at that position. I'm sorry. He is not good enough for us to not play complimentary football. We have to play complimentary football. We have to play good on offense. We have to be able to stop the run on defense. I played defense for a long time. There's always number one on the board is stop the run. That is always number one. And always it will be, and number it one. Will be. Always. I don't care what how many passing attempts this team has, you always have to stop the run. That'll always be paramount for any defense. So defense has to stop the run, and then on special teams, you can't be making huge mistakes, and you have to make plays on special teams. Good no, shouldn't be the only one making plays. We have to have other guys out there Or plays. even. The right. punter having and to I, make a I, tackle I, is I, dangerous. And then look, last week game, two weeks ago, I, I, I guess, the first play kickoff, Carter Coughlin caused a fumble. That's the type of stuff that we need. That's the type of stuff that we need to give the ball to our offense on a short field, give them the confidence, get three points, and then another takeaway the next. Look, it all plays into each other. You know, it's all complementary football. If the offense is not playing well, the defense is going to be out there a lot longer. They're going to end up struggling at the end. If the special team just giving up plays, that's going to make it harder for both sides of the ball. So you have to play complementary football, and the Giants haven't done, have not done that yet. Maybe the second game of the year, but they haven't done it for a full game for sure.
6: They're simply not good enough to play on short fields. Right. They cannot. They cannot. Right. If the field is tilted against them, climbing uphill is not a good recipe for this club.
4: Right. That's where you need your special teams to come in at. You got guys got that need to make plays. I don't know how much they're giving up return yards, but I'm pretty sure it's it's not where we want it at.
6: You have that number. Let's four see, or... right now punt return yardage is fifteen point three a punt. That's return.
4: insane.
6: That's insane. Twenty two yards per kickoff return.
4: But the 15 yards per punt is insane. Not good. That's insane. Because we're already, like, not in good field position to start with, and then you
6: added 15 yards on top of that? Well, that, that last punt return of the fourth quarter gave Dallas right. the ball at the Giants' 35-yard line Can't before they even do anything. That's a field goal. Can't
4: happen. It's and, three points. And like we spoke, like we spoke about, special teams, there's little thinking in special teams. It's all about effort. It's all about effort. You gotta put those guys out there that's gonna sell their soul for
6: you. Thomas McGahy just said, we got a lot of young guys on special teams and they need to learn and they need to learn fast. Yep. They got to pick it up. There's no choice. There's a game Sunday. There's no choice. Right. Short week, too. Short Giants week. fans, be sure don't miss the first legacy game at MetLife Stadium on Sunday, October 2nd. The team will wear their throwback uniforms from the 80s and 90s as they host the Chicago Bears. The stadium will be branded in throwback designs, including the end zones appearing as they did in Super Bowl XXI, exclusive collectible uh, pennant and a giveaway for the first 30,000 fans. So get here early. Entertainment and activated uh, themes from that area, complimentary themed NFT and more. Uh, limited tickets are available. Visit Giants.com tickets to secure your seat today. And remember, Giants TV, it's the Giants official connected TV streaming app. It brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to Big Blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. Paul Dottino and Jonathan Casillas with you on Big Blue kickoff live. We go back to our phone calls. Line three has Matthew from New Jersey. You're next on the show. Hey guys, hope you guys are doing well today. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm good. I just have a couple of have a couple of
8: statements to say. Please go ahead. Um, I I think this offense can be improved if they, they just play Galladay and Slayton all the time. Because I'm still, you can't fall on your route like that, and you can't get separation. I, I don't think it can really be on the field. All of them, as much as he has
6: been. Who, who are you talking about? Sills, Sills, oh, had, Sills, Sills. had tripped right, in the right, fourth right. quarter on their last drive when Diggs came up with that interception.
1: Yeah.
6: But, uh, well, yeah, I, 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 Look, there's no question. You signed Galladay to be wide receiver one, and he hasn't been. That's – I mean, that's indisputable. Right. And Darius Slayton, who had a terrific rookie season, then injury-plagued two and three years – uh, he's he's been collecting a lot of dust. i got to think you're going to see a lot of him soon, Jonathan, because they need him. Yeah. yeah.
8: We don't have enough receivers to be this picky anymore. you got to play the guys that can make plays. Holiday, you know, besides the drop, he really did he did well. Uh, the Cowboys, he showed a lot more effort than he usually has. trying to get that break, trying to make a play. I do think he all right, besides it, Matthew. We're having play.
6: we're having trouble with your phone, Matthew. Please call us back if you'd like to. We're gonna to have to let you go. But Jonathan, thought on the wide receiver room right now, Shepard is out for the year oh, with the uh, with gosh. the ACL.
4: Man, I feel so bad for for Sterling. So bad for him. Oh man, he was the only guy that was here on the team when I was here. You yeah. know, and to see him go down like that, like by himself, running, like come on, like. But that's the game, man. You know, that's the game. But look, on a positive note. Uh, look, he started off by saying the other guys are playing. Look, they're going to play who can win for them. That's who they're going to play. And if the guys aren't playing, I think the coaches think that they can win with them. You know? I like Slayton. I liked his rookie year. He had a tremendous rookie year. He did his thing. He had, I don't know, double-digit touchdowns, if not close to that. Eight eight touchdowns and about 750 yards. He had a great year. As a rookie. A great year. Deep threat. He was making a lot of plays. Look, I don't know if he, was, if he was positive about Gallaudet, but I'm not. Like, I, I, It don't look like he wants to be here. It, the, from the interview we had last week, I feel like to his effort this past weekend, it looks like he wants out. It looks like he wants out. So if he wants out, let him go, man. Let him go. Because everybody else is trying to win games here in New York. Not nowhere else. Win
6: games here. And they all playing hard, man. But I when I watch him, I don't know, man. It don't look like he's in it. The only thing I would add to that, Jonathan, is that even if you wanted to do that from a football perspective, you've got the contract issues with the cap numbers, and that it does, ain't looking good for him. That's that's a bad situation. <laughs> it ain't looking good for him. So, uh, Matthew's back on the line, uh, uh, Pearson. Okay, Matthew, we have Hello, you back. If it if line? the line's clear, we'll give you another chance to make a second point.
8: Okay. Uh, yeah, my second point is that I think they should play uh, more safeties in the box the three-safety concept they did in the Panthers in general. I think the defense looked better there.
6: All right. Well, thank you for the call, Jonathan. Uh, the three-safety package worked well against Carolina because they needed more speed on the field against a guy like McCaffrey. Yep. I'm not so sure I would be doing that against Chicago. Or what do you think? Uh...
4: I play linebacker I'm always preference to linebackers over DBs <laughs> gee you know? I'm shocked look every time Spagnola took me out I look at him like really bro you're gonna take <laughs> me out and put a DB in so I'm always gonna say more linebackers look you know the linebackers you know uh uh for the Giants look I I feel like it's a it's a it's a mixed bag it's a mixed it's mixed bag I feel like there's no real standout backers but we have a lot of good players look Jahai Ward, whatever you want to call him, defensive end, stand-up linebacker. I like his energy. How about just big? Yeah, right, right. Big guys up front. Leonard Williams being healthy would definitely help us out, you know. But we need linebackers that are gonna number one, make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be at, you know. Be able to get the call out, get everybody lined up, and then on top of that, make the D line right. Some of these D linemen look they get off the ball good. Sometimes they don't. They don't make plays. Every single play. Sometimes they get out gapped or whatever. You got to have the guys behind them making them right. And you have to be you have to be physical, right? We don't need no mental errors in the front seven because this running back, he's averaging seven yards a carry and he's only had 30-something 30, 30 rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. So he's young and he's hungry and he wasn't a starter at the beginning of the year.
6: Oh, yeah. And so he, he wants to keep as many he, of those reps as he, he can get. He
4: wants to keep that starting job. So this guy's going to come in with his hair on fire And he's going to try to score every single time he gets the ball, for sure. I've seen it happen. You don't want to play against a guy like that early in the season when they're fresh, they only got 30-something carries, and he wants a starting job. He wants to get paid. And you can see by how he ran last week.
1: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
6: Back to the phones, line one, Tim in Charleston. You're next on the program.
5: Hey, Paul. Hey, Jonathan. How you? Hi. Doing? All right, babe. Um, I got a point about, uh, well, a, a couple of points about Daniel Jones, and a couple of general points. And the thing that I have to say about Daniel Jones, is, uh, let me get you off speaker here better, um, is that you know. The, he got sacked five times, right? And four of those sacks were hard sacks. One of them was when he was trying to run, like you described a couple of times yesterday, ball. But four of those sacks were hard, tough sacks, and he did not fumble the ball. He got pressured how many times? 26, 24, 24. pressures it was. was, I
6: think, the official ESPN number. And, he, and he was hit 12 he times. Didn't put
5: up any balls. Where I felt like, oh my God, we're so lucky that wasn't intercepted. That those are huge strides. Everyone's talking about Daniel Jones, like, oh, he had a great game because he ran like crazy. You, you know, you'll agree with me here, Paul. If he keeps running like that, he is not going to last the season. So we need—I mean, it's, we need him to be running prescribed, under control, you know, or or, or uh, outlet, opportunistic runs, not desperation runs. And um, the other point is, you know, let's set the edge, to gain this running game, beat Chicago, and if we're three and one, I think we're all happy. And uh, I hope you you agree with me on on those points. I'd like to hear your comments.
6: Okay, thanks for the call. What do you think? I look, I agree. You know,
4: when when I watched Daniel Jones, I felt like he had a problem his first you know years in the league with. Controlling the ball, you know, I feel like every time he got sacked, he lose the ball. When he ran the ball, he'll lose the ball. And I felt like this past game, you know, I didn't really look at it like that. But I'm like, yeah, he's right. He made a good point that we he did get pressure a lot. He did get hit a lot. And he kept the ball the whole time. You know, I guess you could have some positive behind that. I still don't like when Daniel Jones runs the ball. He always takes a hit even when he's running out of bounds, when it's like you could just take a little sharper angle and they literally cannot hit you. But he kind of takes his time and he doesn't really understand the concept of sliding per se and getting out of bounds a little bit earlier to not take those hits. Because let me tell you something, the guys, every single defense is watching these films and they're like, man, I'm going to catch him." These safeties and these linebackers Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to get his butt before he run out of bounds. I'm going to catch him because he don't know how to do it. So I'm going to get him. And look, we don't want to take, we don't want Daniel Jones taking hits like that. No. You know? We don't, because he's, honestly, he's a great runner when he runs the ball. That's one of his better attributes. When he tucks that ball, he's he's a good runner in the open field. And you know what I liked last week, Paul? He looked decisive when he ran the ball. It looked okay. like as soon as he pulled the ball down, he went to where he was supposed to go. And he looked like he was real decisive.
6: Well, let me ask you this. Uh, i I've long thought about this because there are a lot of quarterbacks over the years who, in my opinion, don't know how to slide and don't know how to give themselves up. I've, I've, I joke about this, but I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Go find a baseball coach and get with right. him and find out how to slide. Yeah, I mean, especially when
4: we're incorporating so many quarterback run plays for him.
6: Is that, I mean, Because it's
4: not like he's scrambling and he has to slide. They're running run plays designed for him to run. Yes.
6: Like, Five or six or seven of them again, and he needs to know a when to get down, and then b how to do it. Right. I for mean, sure. am I am I crazy? No, you're you're
4: you're hundred percent right. Look, if we're gonna have quarterback runs a part of the game, and the quarterback doesn't know how to slide, that means he doesn't know how to finish run plays.
6: That's what that means. That's not good. You remember there was a play in Philadelphia many years ago down at the link where Eli had tried to give himself up on a run play. He had run forward for yardage. It's when Tom was still coaching, and he had tried to go for some yardage, and instead of going feet first, he tried to slide head first. Got hit, fumbled the ball, and Tom's screaming, he's down, he's down, he's down, that can't be a fumble. And the referee's like, no, you don't understand. He didn't go feet first, so that's a free ball. And it's like, how do you make that mistake? You know, Eli wasn't good at sliding either. no. In fact, he wasn't great at running.
4: He wasn't good when he got hit either. That ball was coming out. Man. You
6: know. Now he just, he just he was now he was good about knowing how to fold up like Gumby yep. to to avoid getting hurt. Yep. But you know there there is a technique to this, and I don't think any football any quarterback in football should be ashamed to go to a baseball coach and say, "Help me out with this." Yeah, it's not a natural thing no. in football. You know, when you were a kid, like, didn't you learn
4: how to do it? Play in little league? Yeah, yeah, but look, but look, they don't they don't teach NFL guys that. No, like, they don't. They don't teach them there's that there's no drill. Like, there's no drills. You know, so he has to take it upon himself. Look, I'm I'm all for it. You know, whoever's over well, there, thank co- you. Whoever's over there coaching for the Yankees, man, come over here and give us. We we not so far. How far <laughs> is clean from here?
6: Well, that's the Mets. You know Bronx, I mean? is, Bronx is the Bronx is the Oh Bronx. Oh
4: shoot. It's all right. Sorry
6: guys. It's all Sorry right. guys. Sorry guys. <laughs> Quick slip of the tongue there. We're gonna throw a five a five yard penalty Sorry, on that guys. illegal procedure. Uh, let's go to line two. Cliff in New York. You're next on the show. Hello.
0: Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks Hi. for all the thanks for all the chat. Um. Uh Paul, I'm glad you were laughing about it. yesterday when somebody brought that up. I'm glad you were laughing about it. That that's that's good uh, the way the show went uh being lambasted. based. Anyway, it's Okay.
6: Um, I'm uh, used to being having a target on my chest. I'm like a quarterback, man. Right. Everyone's trying to sack me.
0: <laughs> well, you're you're a power of example for the rest of us, you know. So <laughs> Thank so, you. So, so uh yeah, Bronx native here, Jonathan. You're forgiven. Uh anyway, um Uh, I'm glad you brought up Daniel. Uh, it's certainly within his power to improve in the way you just described, because obviously if he doesn't do that and he gets hurt, we're never going to find out if he could have been the guy, because I don't think they'll stick with him if he gets hurt again. So, so, um, and I thought he deserved all the possible credit we could possibly throw at him for how he played Monday night. I thought he, he played very well. And the only reason I couldn't go further than very well is because of the way the game turned out. I thought he was heroic. I, I think he really he really showed leadership and 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 determination and I, I think we really could have won like like you've been saying all week Paul, we could have won that game. I had us starting 4 and 0 because I I thought we really had a great chance of beating them and and uh in the, uh, when the, if we had something going early in the season and uh that's okay because I knew we were going to come down to earth at some point and it turned out to be uh Monday night because uh, if there's one thing I noticed more than anything else, this is what a team looks like that has depth that we're trying to get to, right? I mean, these guys that, that came in, they don't have an Amari Cooper and they didn't have Gallup. The guys they put out there who I never heard of, how they look pretty damn good, don't you think? And and, uh, uh, and uh, the guys on their D-line, they, they lost Gregory. Who missed him, you know? And, and uh, uh, I'm just wondering, isn't this the whole – project this year you know i I thought we showed both being a good team and a bad team so far and that that of course translates to eight nine or nine and eight at the end of the year doesn't it paul but anyway um uh my question is um what improvement can we show in depth how soon um uh especially on the dl uh coming up this week like our our uh, sixth round draft choice davidson um, do, do we have any hope of, of him improving fast enough to make a contribution there? And, um, and on the OL, uh, uh, how, how long does it take for these guys to do better communicating with each other on the stunts?
6: All right, uh, let me answer one of these questions, and I'll let Jonathan handle the, the other one. Offensive line-wise, sometime within the next month or so, I would expect that you've got a chance to get Lemieux and Gates back on the field. I expect both of them to practice relatively soon, and then they'll need a little bit of time to ramp up. So those would be two capable bodies on the offensive line that could help if if at the very least there's reinforcements, and potentially if things are still aren't going well, maybe you give them a shot to get right back in there and start. That would be the offensive line question. Defensively, I'm gonna to go to the defensive player sitting across from me and and let him address the defensive line.
4: Well, first you gotta have guys step up. You know, with Leonard Williams possibly being out, and we don't know that quite yet, right. do we? No, we don't. So do with not. him possibly being out, we need to see guys step up. I think Dexter Lawrence has been having a good year this year, mm-hmm. and he has to play like it. You know, he has to play like he's that guy because he's playing a lot more snaps. Yeah. And, then, and we need to see him pick up, you know, the slack. We got Williams, we got Ellis. These guys need to play big. You know, you can't expect, for me, I think you can't expect too much from Thibodeau and Ojolari because they're just coming off of these lower body injuries. And everybody thinks that when people come back from injuries, okay, they're back. They're not really back. You know, they're there, but they're not the same person. They have to figure out how to play with this brace that they have on. Their knee is not as strong. They can't push off and bend corners as easy. And they have to figure that out. And that takes a little bit of time. That takes two, three, four games. By Then it's like, all right, cool. Now I know how to play with this brace on, with this limited strength that I have for my left leg. And I told you this before, before we started, Paul. It's the worst when you get injured early in the season. It's the worst because you're just going to play with it the whole year. And you're like a fraction of yourself. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, those guys, you know, in the next few weeks, expect them to play better. Expect them to play better. But whoever's in the inside, the interior guys, and I love Ward. They call him uh, uh, Jahad Ward. They call him Hadi. Man, look, he's a good player for us, and he's like a, a spiritual leader for yes. us. Like The guys get fired up when he makes plays. So look for him to step up this week, probably vocally in the locker room, vocally at practice, and look to get these guys going because we need a lot of push up front because the Bears, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball hands down, and they're going to take the ball away from their quarterback who's not having a good year right now, mm-hmm. and they're going to give it to their running backs. And the running backs have been holding it down for them. And that's exactly what they're going to do. So the Giants need to expect
6: 35, maybe even more running plays than that. And you you could tell that Dallas also knew that Thibodeau was not going to be the same because they singled him up. They didn't double him at all the other night. He was in one-on-one blocking schemes the entire night, and, and he did not get a whole lot of heat. And as you say, he's got, he's got that brace on his knee. If, if you don't have the lower body strength To explode off the line, when that is the best facet of your game, is your quicks off the snap, it's going to be an issue. He
4: has to, you know, he has to understand what he's going through, you know. He he has to understand he's not the same Kayvon Thibodeau he was two months ago. You know, I'm just talking about two months ago before his injury. He's not the same guy right now. Right. Can he get to that by the end of the year? Possibly so. Or not. But what he has to do is get that confidence in himself that he's still a tremendous player and he still can make plays. Maybe not the same way, right? but he can still make plays. And then we'll see him start showing up on that stat sheet. Because as of right now, he's a guy out there with a knee brace on. That's what he is. He's not our first round draft pick, who we drafted because of this explosive pass rush bending ability. He's not him right now. Not right now. With this knee brace on, he's not. But as time will go on, hopefully the knee brace maybe even come off before the season's over, and he back to the same. But if not, he has to step up and do other things that maybe we didn't draft him for. You know, maybe he has to hold up against the run a little bit better. And in the
6: meantime, guys like Ward and Zimenez and Ojolari, even though he had the calf, these guys they all got to do what they got to do. Yep. Zimenez had a first couple, you know, first good couple games.
4: I don't know if he, you know, last week was a little. uh, But we need big plays from him as well. Look, everybody has to play well in the front seven, and even on the back end. Look, these guys, don't look at them and be like, oh, you know, we should win this easily. Because a lot of people do that. I talk to a lot of fans all the time, and they're always like, oh, we should win this game. No games are easy to win in the NFL. None.
6: Right.
4: None. I don't care what the scoreboard says. It wasn't an easy game. It wasn't. Wins are really hard to, to win. Wins are hard to get. They're really hard to get and then people beat themselves all game and expecting to win at the end of the game.
6: (laughs) I don't get it. We go back to the phones. Rick from Tampa. You're on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hello.
8: Yes, yes. Paul, how are you? Hi, we're doing well. Well, we're just getting through last night's hurricane, so we're... um,
6: Oh, that's right. You're you're in Florida, my God. I hope everything's okay.
8: Yeah, it was rough. Uh, the my next door neighbor giant tree just crushed her whole house. So oh no! Yeah, I mean, and it's just one of those things. Oh but man! The, yeah. All the it's best to everybody
6: down there, please. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah,
8: we we're, yeah, were just cleaning up today, and I'm taking a break, listening to the show, and uh, kind of, uh, of course, uh, last night, no power, no, no, nothing. Miss Miss Aaron Judge home run. So I was a little, you know, bummed. To-
6: and I know we're talking a lot about the Dallas loss, but I hope we gave you a couple of laughs just yeah, along the way to break up the sure, day. Sure, man.
8: Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. We, 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 yeah, we did. Uh, the uh, I have to say though, you're, you're, Kayvon Thibodeau. He's a rookie though, too. You're saying he's coming. Uh, what you were just saying is that he, they get, they only played you know one guy on him and stuff. He's, he's, he, he's a rookie. He hasn't proven anything besides that. And if he's not at hundred percent, that's not good. I thought he'd be at 100% but with the way you were saying it, you know, with the brace and everything, so now we have a guy who's supposed to, you know, we're expecting a lot from him and he's not even going to be at 100%, so that does not help us in the situation. So, but that's not what I called about. I I was more upset with the idea of, again, with the Giants, we don't play well against backup quarterbacks. Again, it happened. We don't do well when we have kind of events, like where we're retiring numbers or we're having a ring of honors or honoring a player. I think we lose every game when that happens. And I think Chicago just has to stack the line because what are we going to do with wide receiver? I'm really concerned about that. Are we going to get any of the speedy guys back to the game? I mean, I really don't think that Slayton is the answer either, Paul. I well, don't
2: think.
6: Well, we're waiting to hear on right. Wandell Robinson and obviously Kadarius Tony. We don't know what their injury status is as of the moment. So those are two guys who are kind of in limbo. Uh, Slayton's healthy. So let's give him that. He's healthy. He's available. My God, I'd like him to be part of the answer, right, Jonathan?
4: Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. I- well, right. I, I like I Slayton a lot his rookie year, you know, and, you know, he's kind of been uh, on the milk carton since then, you know, missing in action. Um, mm-hmm. But look, when you're out there, you got to make plays. Look, they're all professionals. I don't care how much they're getting paid. They're a professional athlete. You play wide receiver. You have to catch the ball when the ball's thrown to you. You have to run the right routes. You have to block on run plays. Like, that stuff doesn't change because you're a different – there's another player there. You know, like mm-hmm. they, we don't we don't have those guys on the outside like like we used to. We don't have Odell Beckham Jr. We don't have that anymore. You know, but he's out we, there. He's, out there. Come on, he's out there. I don't think we could afford even... him, to be honest.
6: No, no. <laughs> and by and by the way, instead of being a downer here, we're going to try to pick your spirits up. How about Richie James? Yeah,
8: I like Richie James. No, he's been a bright shining spot, and if he can get open, and uh, and and Daniel has some magic with him, yes. But what about Bachman? What about and still dropping that pass on our own turf of all things? You know, and Galladay, gosh, he's got to have a big day. But he's not a speedy receiver. Like you said, is Daniel going to trust to throw up that 50-50 ball, Paul, like you've been saying for, you know, the last year? That's what he is. But can we do it?
6: Well, let's put it this way. (laughs) They're going to have to wait to get, get that room going one way or another. Whether it's it's changing guys in and out or just getting guys to play better. They can't survive the season, Jonathan, being a competitive football team if they don't get something out of that receiving core.
4: A hundred percent. I agree. Because guys are going to stack the box up. Look, 26 is back. He's healthy. You know, Barkley's healthy. He looks good. Teams see that. They're going to put extra guys in the back box and they're going to be like, hey, Jones, can you beat us? Can you beat us? And what's his answer? What's his answer? And the answer has to be O-line protecting him. Saquon doing his thing protecting him. Tight ends protecting and getting open on routes. And those receivers
6: are getting to the spots they're supposed to get to and catch the ball when they're supposed to catch the ball. Jonathan, I, I always tell people, and, and tell me if as a, as a player you felt this way. I know coaches felt this way. Defensive coordinators and even offensive coordinators, the thing that, that you've got to make the opposition do is respect the threat that you can do X, Y, or Z. Because if you don't respect that I can do this, that, and the other thing to you, then I'm playing shorthanded. Yep. Right? Yep. yep. Is, isn't that? Isn't that – I know that's the way the co- the coordinators think. 100%. And both of these teams are
4: like one-dimensional right now, especially the Bears. The Bears are extremely one-dimensional. We're kind of leaning towards that, but Daniel Jones can throw the ball, actually. Thank God. And he tries to. <laughs> Thank And our God. offensive coordinator tries to throw the ball. You know, but at the end of the day, these are these are football teams. You know, we're not going out there with just 26 and 8. We got other guys involved. Mm-hmm. And the other guys are getting paid. You have to be a pro. You know, you have to study. You have to come to work every day. You know, and I don't know if the Giants have the right guys on the outside right now to get us to the next, the next step, the next step, the next level. You know, I just I don't know. I'm I'm looking at the roster. I like Richie James. I like what he does in these games. Seals, but like Galladay, I'm telling you, we talked about this last week with Schmelk. It looks like he wants out. It looks like he wants out by the effort that I saw last week in the game. I don't know, man. Look, I for me it's like if you want out then you go ahead and talk to the coach or the GM. You don't show it on the field because all the other teams are seeing that too. I just don't understand that.
6: And then again, if nobody on this roster will step up and do what they have to do, they might just have to dip into the practice squad too. Remember that kid Pimpleton yep. who was on Detroit during yep. yes. Hard Knocks? Yes. He's on this practice squad. Hey, man, give him a chance. You know what? Maybe. Give him a chance. Maybe at some point he's got to get on the field. Give him a chance. You know? So we'll see. Mark from Chicago, you're next on the show. Hello.
2: Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. The one thing I remember about Templeton on hard knocks is he dropped a lot of passes. So hopefully he's correcting that. We have enough guys that can drop passes. We don't need another one.
6: Okay, Mark, at this point, just hope for the best. Right. Hey, <laughs> take, take whatever you can get from anybody right now.
2: Hey, I want to concur uh, with one thing Jonathan said earlier about DJ's play. I, I think he's a much more confident quarterback. I think he's got – they've drilled him on – skills to maneuver out of the pocket and sidestep and throw downfield. There was one play that they uh, showed from the overhead camera last week that just showed what he can do. He's running and getting the yardage and getting the first downs. The problem is he's running for his life too much. And that's uh, you know really hurts when you're uh, trying to do a play-action game, which is really going to be set up by drop-back passes and everything, and he just doesn't have the time to do it. Because during the preseason and even in the first two games, I saw him do more drop-back passes than I ever have. The problem is he can't find guys downfield that are open. And last week he couldn't even do that because he was running for his life. So uh, I'm very confident, but like someone said yesterday, you know, how do you give this guy an honest evaluation when he's running for his life the whole time?
6: That's hard. I don't know. It's hard. Mark, thank you for the call. Got to protect the quarterback. Well, I have one more thing. Oh, go, ahead. go, ahead, go ahead. ahead.
2: Don't sit on the Bears. I'm like Len, who knows a lot about the Ravens. I have to watch the Bears every weekend. They're a well-coached team. Their defensive line isn't that great, but they've got good linebackers. They've got good defensive backs. Every time Eddie Jackson gets an interception – they win the game.
6: Yeah, they're 12-0 and, and 0 they're, in games when he has yeah. an interception in his right. career.
2: Wow. Yeah. Is that nuts? It's not throw and to him. <laughs> and and Ojalary are going to have to contain fields because he's a lot like, you know, DJ, and he's running for his life, but he's excellent at finding guys open downfield. So they're looking at us as a, as a win. We're looking at them as a win. So I think it's going to be a lot closer game than most people are forecasting.
6: All right, Mark. Thanks so much, Jonathan. Let me ask you this: We've we've talked about some of the warts that, that this offense has right now, specifically in the passing game, and obviously they gave up a lot of interior pressure last week to Dallas. So, if I said to you, maybe implement a little more hurry up, a little more three-step drop, which we really haven't seen a lot of three-step drop in quick game, would that give you something extra to think about as a defensive player?
4: Yeah, hundred percent. You you, I don't. I feel like you never should be in a routine. Like oh come on first second down we we'll run the ball and then third down we we'll throw the ball and certain pass plays that we do you have to mix it up you know you have to be a multi-variable offense you know multi-dimensional defense like you have to mix it up and then you have to be able to protect the quarterback whenever he drops back when you need to pass the ball like this is like simple football stuff guys like this is not like intricate football like knowledge like you have to. Switch it up because these defensive ends, man, they become they get on the cadence. 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 cadence, And then they hit you with their best move.
6: I don't see the Giants using quick counts at all to their advantage, which can also
4: throw off the timing. It'll slow people down just a little bit. And that's what you need. You need people thinking. You don't need people just going out there and making plays. And I feel like a lot of teams do that against us. They're like, oh, they're in third down. We know exactly what we're going to get. And you can work all your best moves because you know exactly what's coming. You gotta switch it up every now and again.
6: See, so I, I guess what I'm saying is, Jonathan, I appreciate the fact that the sky's falling; and they lost the game. Okay, I get it. I know, I know, there's overreaction Monday, yep. and and that leads to an entire week of overreaction. I get that, but from a strictly a football perspective, when you peel back the layers of the onion, I see things that are correctable, some things that can be tweaked and adjusted that could put the Giants in a little bit of a better position. I'm not saying it's going to make them contenders. I'm saying, though, I I see things that, that are not impossible that could help this team do better.
4: Yeah. But Is that fair? They're on the precipice of becoming a good team. Right. They're right. I feel like they're right there. You know, we got the back. We got the quarterback. Maybe. He's doing better. He's doing better. You know, but they're not calling for his head like they was a couple of years ago. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And, and look, we got a lot of guys on defense. Now let's finish games. You know, like this team that we're playing against, Chicago. Let's not have Justin Fields have his best game of his career against us. Let's not let that happen. Okay? And we'll have a chance to win this game.
6: And by the way, if for right, some stretch of the imagination, they decide that one of the tackles needs a tight end to help chip Robert Quinn, chip him. Give him a chip. Chip him. Give him a chip. Don't, don't ignore him. Robert Quinn led the league in sacks one year, if I'm not mistaken. 18 and a half last year. <laughs> yeah. Let the NFC was a Bears team record. Yeah. He's only got one this year so far and one quarterback hit. That's it. Yeah. But you know what? If he's coming around the edge and you got a chance to to, to, to chip him, chip him. Yeah, please do. <laughs> he is Jonathan Casillas. I'm Paul DeTino. Thanks for uh, being here today. Oh, thanks for having me,
4: Paul. Always a pleasure.
6: Guys, we are back with Big Blue Kickoff Live every weekday from 12.30 p.m. to 1.30 in the afternoon. Don't forget to jot down the number, 201-939-4513, and dial us up. Thanks for listening. Today's program, as always, is part of Giants Platforms Everywhere at Giants.com slash podcasts and all of your favorite
1: podcast programming. Have a good day, everybody. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one.